This gospel that we just heard, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who persecute you. Stop judging. Don't condemn. As the, as the disciples were hearing this, and for many of them, it was the first time, there was no question that there were many shocking looks, jaws that were dropping, thoughts in their minds of this is impossible. One of the dangers of the apostles was to think that after hearing these hard teachings of Jesus, that now it was just up to them to live it out. Okay, let's just do this. And they found out through experience how little they could do on their own. They thought they could do so much at the Last Supper when Jesus announced that they would all leave him and even one would betray him. And yet in the garden when he was arrested, they all fled. And Peter, who was the one who boasted the most of his strength and of his ability to be faithful, even to give his life, he denied Jesus three times. They had to learn through the humiliation of failure that they could not do this on their own. Makes me think of the woman who led the lay community that I was part of for 15 years. And she would often share bits and pieces of her story. Her husband had left her at a certain moment in her life with seven children. She could not manage her life very well. Her children were running all over the neighborhood, getting into trouble. She left the church. She turned to drinking. And she was in a bad place. And she shared the moment when her life turned around. She came home from an AA meeting. She was sitting on the edge of her bed. And she said, God, I want to, but I don't know how. Another way of putting it is, God, I want to so badly, but I can't. Please help me. And this was the moment that her whole life started to turn around. I can't love my enemies. 
I can't do good to those who hate me. It is hard for me to pray for those who are hurting me. It is so hard not to judge. I cannot free myself from the tendency to condemn others and to brood over injuries. I can't do it. And this is the moment that every disciple has to come to. Because sometimes we still think we can do it. And then repeatedly we fail. We fail. And then we beat ourselves up saying, I should know better. And then we think, I just need to try harder. (laughs) A little more effort. And yet what is needed is to come before God and to say the most humble, honest, genuine prayer, I can't. God, please help me. The Holy Spirit that gave the disciples the power to live this gospel is a father of the poor, the weak, and the childlike. Not of the self-sufficient, the proud, and self-reliant. And sometimes, through the repeated humiliation of failure, we finally come to the place of realizing what Jesus said in John's Gospel, without me, you can do nothing, nothing toward salvation. And then Jesus talks about several times, abide, abide, abide in me. Remain in me as I remain in you. And so now it becomes a question not of trying harder, but the question now becomes how and by what means do we abide in Jesus? How do we lean on his strength rather than our own? And here we need to return to understanding the means by which God has provided for us to abide. And we're doing it right now. To participate in the sacrifice of the Mass not to be just physically present at Mass, but to participate with my whole self in the sacrifice of the Mass, and then to abide in that communion with the body and blood of Jesus. That is one way that we remain in Jesus. Many of you in the last few weeks have gone to confession and you have turned to Jesus in that sacrament. You have poured out your hearts and Jesus 
gave you his mercy. I'm going to confession this afternoon. (laughs) We all need it. And again, we receive what? Not only the mercy of Jesus, but the sacramental grace to live the gospel way of life. This adoration chapel, oh my gosh, what a gift. And how many of us spending time in the Eucharistic presence of Jesus and just receiving from him have crossed a threshold moment where we have been able to go deeper in forgiveness. Just by being with him, we have been freed of anger, may be able to pray for someone who we find hard to love, maybe freedom from brooding over injuries and nursing resentments, just by being with Jesus. Spiritual reading or spiritual conversations, how often Jesus works powerfully ministering in those moments. And just prayer, prayed throughout the day, opening our heart to Jesus again. And now we are preparing to receive Jesus. We are going to leave here with Jesus. We can do nothing without Jesus. And the key to the Christian life is to remain and abide with Jesus. Then we can live one moment at a time this gospel teaching. And even if we fail, there is Jesus to lift us up and help us begin again. Jesus is the key to this gospel. Jesus is our only way to live it. Amen.